Welcome to the Vinyl Preacher, your weekly podcast where we talk about the Bible and make a playlist. I'm Matt Cato, pastor at St. Mark's Lutheran Church in Los Angeles, California. And coming to you live from the home studio in West Asheville on the west side of the river, uh, I'm Zach Paris. On the west side. Zach, what an exciting time of year it is. It oh. is Spotify wrapped season. It is Spotify wrapped season. And before we go any further, Matt, <laughs> there are just some things I need to get off of my chest. Sure. Yeah. Um, there are some issues worth noting about Spotify wrapped. Okay. Uh, what are they? In my opinion, number one is it comes out in November. <laughs> yeah. Which, which means I have a lot worse. less to do. My December yeah. list, listening is disregarded. I never get to wrap up my December. There should be December wrapped. Yeah, it's strategic probably to avoid uh, holiday music and also to avoid when you listen to the, oh, these are the top 10. This is the best of the year. I better go listen to that. No, no, we don't want you to be warped by actual, by actual like uh, critic taste. We want, we want to hear what you were really listening to. Oh, got it. And item number two, I don't, do you recall the date on which Spotify wrapped came out this year? Oh man. It was like Wednesday, I think. Yeah. I don't know. It was was actually recorded. Yeah. It was November 29th. Um, and that meant that everybody on the internet was really excited about Spotify rap <laughs> much more so than my birthday. <laughs> uh, I feel personally attacked by the Swedes. Daniel. Eck. You don't want that gift. Just, uh, I man. just feel like my birthday got lost in the shuffle. People yeah. were so excited to post. Good I did point. enjoy the responses that were like, Oh, so accurate at this. Like, <laughs> accumulation of data like it's that's the thing like it's actually the stuff you listen to it wasn't like so like a personality quiz it was just a regurgitation of the data (laughs) i can't believe this data is accurate so accurate and yet still still surprises uh i i was so into it i was surprised uh your your list this year was dominated by one artist in particular it was, I was surprised and then I was not surprised. You, th- you know, so accurate is how I thought about yeah. it. Um, and I was like, oh, why are they? Oh, I guess because I listened to them all year. <laughs> and they Hot were, new artists. As well, right? They were what? They were on your list as well, They right? were on my list. They were number two on my list of top, of top artists. Uh, but none of the songs cracked the list. Whereas I think on your list, all five songs... <laughs> Oh, they are. You're right. I'm just not looking at it. <laughs> which was, which was amazing. I just, yeah, yeah. It was gorillas. We haven't said it, Matt. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is crazy. Hot new artist. So dominated my listening, and I don't think I listened to them before April. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Like zero plays pre-April, but they were on the Coachella play, uh, uh, lineup. So there's probably yeah. something. That repertory listening but it, but mm-hmm. not much i don't think because it was really after the fact when the coachella like waves are like oh this is really good and then it was reinforced by my seven-year-old deciding they really liked gorillas and they do and so like mm-hmm. when yeah. you find that sweet spot of things that like in most gorillas is pretty kid safe um mm-hmm. yeah 
it hit all the checked all the boxes like oh we can listen to good music so let's just keep the good times going yeah 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 i uh that definitely was a snapshot of you could point to coachella as the reason why for sure that's that's the amazing thing i every year i go do i really need to go to coachella and i but look how much it shapes my music for the year (laughs) then that's how good they were uh at coachella that we came back and we're like man they're you're really good. We keep listening These to this. These gorillas, guys. <laughs> this gorillas thing. It might be something. <laughs> might keep be something. Out. An up and coming artist. Some 18 years after uh, Feel Good Inc. I don't. I don't know. It's been a while. Sadly, they're not the next artist playing the Sphere. Have you seen this? Yeah, Fish is playing the Sphere. Yeah, which I'm a, I'm I is a big fish head, and uh, he's in the lottery to get the tickets. And I was, I was. I was getting the intel the best I could. Yeah. Yeah. I could not name a single fish song. Unfortunately, I feel like they're one of these artists oh, that you're either like velvet sea. all in or that is. A... <laughs> I tried <laughs> to listen I... to analyze fish, but it didn't yeah, go no, very good. No, <laughs> but I imagine they'll be good. I've, I mean, uh, I've heard good things from people who, who love them and I imagine that they will be good and trippy with those visuals, which you also need. <laughs> Well, shout out to Lindy Duncan, uh, who is a fish head. Um, and this is a behind the scenes story of us trying to schedule Lindy Duncan to be a keynote speaker for the Lutheran Student Movement Gathering back in the day. We he had the when he came with the book out, he was really hot at the time or whatever. Uh, and uh, the, the students really wanted him and he couldn't do it because fish play a four show uh, New Year's set four days at Madison Square Garden. And it's his. He goes to all of them. Uh, all of them. Wow. Yeah. 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 And so like, I was like, those are literally the four days of the event. Uh, <laughs> he was like, oh, you wiggle room on like your end. Like, no, it's, a, it's not how these things work. Um, but I was reminded this week, uh, Matt, about who owns the sphere. It's not a yeah. public book. It was not no, a, it's... a CCC project. No, it's James Dolan, owner of the Knicks and Jimmy Madison Dolan, Square Garden. Owner of the Knicks and uh, Madison Square Garden Entertainment Group. And uh, evidently, Madison Square Garden so likes, uh, really liked the light guy for fish that they hired him to really? be the light guy for Madison Square Garden for all wow. of them. Wow. Wow. So my fish guy <clears throat> thinks that's where the connection came from. Like, is that oh. they. And he's excited about it because, like, he's probably had something to. He hasn't done the research. Uh, had something to do with the like. You don't build the sphere without your light guy having something to do with it. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Well, my uh, music listening was also shaped by the sphere because once again, you two <laughs> has taken the top spot. <laughs> Shocking to all of our listeners, although. If you go back and look at the last several years, I get the like little Facebook memories. And uh, I think 2018 was like, or 2019 was Vampire Weekend, which was surprising. I mean, mm-hmm. it was interesting. That and was then, a good uh, album. Yeah, it was a really good album. And then uh, the Killers were up there for a couple of years. Uh, but this year, yeah. Yeah, a lot of YouTube prep. Uh, Did the Killers not year. make the list this year? The I would Killers were number three. <laughs> okay. okay. And they took the top song again. But the reason for that, I knew that my songs were going to be all uh, warped by the fact that I made one epic sabbatical playlist. 
that that I just mm. kept returning to. Uh, and I would start at the beginning <laughs> every yeah. time. So I would get the land there. Although number two is a song called Lord Whose Love and Humble Service, which I think is like a, it's like a, I don't know, it's a Tazayish hymn that I don't ever oh. remember listening to, which makes me think that I must have put it like on repeat in the background at some point. Huh. And, but I just, yeah. I'm surprised it got to two without me remembering <laughs> listening to it. So it definitely was not one that was on a playlist that I came back to a lot, but it may have been like, I put this on repeat and forgot it was playing for a day and a half. I don't know. The other I ones I can definitely remember listening to. The method out, they're, they're not... Um, they're not. Uh, what's the word I'm talking about here? They're not transparent about the methodology of how your your rap comes to be. Mm-hmm. I don't suspect it's a straight up numbers game, like straight up average, like hard math, right? Like this is an algorithmic thing for sure. Yeah. What do you think else affects it? How do you How do you think that? I mean, I think they're trying to account for a lot of things. Like this year, so every night our our child goes to sleep with the sweet, sweet tunes of, of lullabies uh, that are played from our Spotify account. Mm-hmm. Uh, not from ours, but my wife and I uh, both have a Spotify account. Uh, but from one of us, right? And neither one of us in the past, I think they've changed it, right? Because in the past, like Hannah in particular would get a Spotify raft that was just like, you love lullabies. Uh, <laughs> And clearly, like, that's not, nobody loves lullabies like that and wants to get that returned on their Spotify wrapped, you know? Um, And so to not have it, like, my top genre was neoclassical, right? Which is where that day is coming from, right? And so if you have When I think of you, I think of neoclassical. That is... You know, Mm -hmm. I freaking hate what's... uh, Orthoclassical is the worst... I'm a neoclassicist <laughs> to death. Um, so I think they're, I, I don't I think they're trying to find, they're trying to account for stuff. Because uh, what they want is what happens, right? Like the goal of, of their Spotify rap thing is for people to all share their stuff, you know, and be excited about it. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to share yeah. the, I accidentally set my phone on this song on repeat for three weeks. Maybe, maybe that's why, uh, Chris did not share hers, uh, but I'll share it here on the podcast since everyone's listening. Uh, her top song was Relaxing Ocean Waves by Nature Sounds, mm. which I think was a worldwide hit. It was huge. So, some of I those heard they might be at Coachella this year, that group, <laughs> Wales. Oh my what gosh. Else is in your, your top five and your artists, man. Yeah. One, you uh, two, two, Gorillas, three, The Killers, four, Taylor Swift. Uh, mm-hmm. because my kids are Swifties. At least one of them is a Swiftie. The other one tolerates it, but they like to have their own identity. So I think the other one's defining herself yeah. against Taylor Swift. One of them, you know, claims that oh. the other one's got to, uh, and then number five, Dolly Parton, because we, uh, we went to the Smoke yeah. Mountains and then listened to a lot in lieu of going to Dollywood, which we, uh, discovered was far too expensive. We just listened to a ton of music all day long. So, yeah, I think you picked the better path. man. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Missed out on some as seen on TV stores. Uh, Gorillas, Matt, which makes a lot of sense, was not like if I had to write it down. That's what they don't let you know Spotify Wrapped is coming. I mean, you know it's coming, mm. but they're not like tomorrow. They should do a better job at that because we could do like a predict your Spotify Wrapped segment. Maybe we'll put it in, put it in the file next year. 
Thanksgiving episode, we predict Spotify rap. We write it down in an envelope. We open it up on mic so people can hear the, the paper. Yeah. Uh, I would not have predicted gorillas. It makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Then uh, Jason Isbell in the 400 unit. Mm-hmm. A ton of sense. Uh, saw Jason Isbell in the 400 unit at Red Rocks and melted our faces off. It was a great show. The new album is good. Listen to a ton of them this year. Number three, obviously, Matt, Boy Genius. Uh, <sighs> listen to a ton of Boy Genius this year as well. Uh, related, number five, Phoebe Bridgers. They're mm-hmm. uh, working mm-hmm. our way in. I was surprised by number four, Matt. I did listen. I got into it for like a month, probably. Like the Sturgill Simpson. I mean, I guess yeah. I dove pretty deep on the like, I had no. He's in the Righteous Gemstones. He's in the Gemstones. And then I was like, this is actually pretty good. And then just went all the way to the bottom of the rabbit hole. Yeah. But also been out like within four weeks. You know, like I haven't listened to Sturgill <laughs> Simpson in a, long, in a month or two. It's a surprise that like intensity. Mm hmm. See, that makes me question it, you know, like mm. sure they listen to something else more than that. But there you go. And then all yeah. yeah, Boy Genius, uh nominated for album of the year. They're oh really? Uh, yeah, they're they're pretty hot right now. They're like, man, you can buy their album at Target. It's there in the front uh little display Dang. area, which is you know well, surprising to me. Genius I wouldn't have predicted that. So, it's gonna be so interesting how this plays out. It's just I mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've what never do you seen think? anything like this. We've never seen anything like this. Like, does Phoebe just is she in Boy Genius now? Mm. Uh, you know, nobody has to be defined in those roles like like perhaps they used to. But I mean, she had a highly profitable solo career. Yeah, wildly yeah. successful. Was nominated for for Grammys as well, and now mm-hmm. and now, right? Like, it's not just like. Like when Brandy Carlisle does the High Women, right? Like, like that's awesome. When the super group, it's not a super group; it's a band, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Do they just keep doing it? They haven't said. We'll find yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting, but fun to th- fun to see them breaking through to the mainstream because they also we saw Coachella and they were having fun. They were really good. I think you They're saw them again. Fun. In Asheville. I saw them again in Asheville and they were still having fun. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't stopped. They haven't stopped. But they did, uh, Spotify did finally step on your toes a little bit. Oh. I think there was a new feature. I don't recall it from the past. Uh, because as part of your Spotify rap this year, not only did you get uh, your genre for all of us neoclassical heads, uh, your songs, your artists, you got a weird description of a person that didn't really matter, uh, right? Like yeah. you are the vanquisher of music or something. Like, I don't know what that was supposed to yeah. be. Uh-huh. But you are the originator of the geographical playlist, Burn CD, and they worked geography into Spotify rap this year. They did. Which got well, me, Matt. Loved well, it. What was Loved your it. place? They said allegedly it was you have the listening profile most closely to this, the listener, the music that's streamed in this physical location. And I was met Burlington, Vermont. (laughs) What? (laughs) Burlington, Vermont. But it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. 
Yeah. You were here in for a lot him. of ways. Burlington's pretty close to Asheville and Boulder. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's the third point on the triangle of awesome cities. Well, I got, uh, I got Bozeman, Montana, which uh, uh, I went to once and loved. Thought it was great for yeah. driving through on a road trip. Uh, and it says people there are far more likely to be fans of Molly Tuttle, Tyler Childers, and Willie Nelson. I don't know. There you are. There you are. I'd like to see the list of cities they 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 used because surely it wasn't every because <laughs> nobody's going to share you or like the pro stereotypical listener from Gastonia, North Carolina. Like it's not. <laughs> you are the Baker's the Lancaster, California. Oh, that'd be amazing. That's you, Lancaster. That's who you are. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. You are the sound of more affordable housing for people commuting to Los Angeles. That's your sound. (laughs) Very hot music, literally. Well, uh, yeah. I think that's our Spotify wrapped. Do you have any plans, goals for next year's wrapped, Matt? This is the time (laughs) to be intentional and set... Uh, if we want to make some things happen, we need to set things into motion. What? How do you hope your Spotify is going to change this year? Yeah. Predictions, resolutions. I would love to uh, discover some new music. This <laughs> 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 makes me feel like I really I need to make Coachella priority again, or or some similar uh, music festival or something. I don't know. I'd love to break out of my. I imagine, you know, with you two, like it's going to depend, I think, on uh, whether they release a new album, just how high, how high that goes. So some of that's dependent you know, on that. It was stuff, a big U two year. I don't think you should be too hard on yourself. You went to the no, sphere, it was. I, you know, it was thing, the book talk. But I think of my top five songs, only one of these songs. Let's see, maybe three was released. Maybe that's like the U two re release. But still, Atomic City was the only new song. And it was barely a new song. It was basically Blondie's Call Me. So I really need uh, <laughs> at least the songs. You got to break into some new stuff here. So that's my hope to discover new music. How's that for a, a you know, oh, audacious, hot, <laughs> hot takes here. So, so listeners, as you always do, send us some recommendations. What should we be listening to? Yes, please. We we do like some people. You may assume just because we're grumpy old people now speaking for myself that, that, that I might, I might be giving you the get off my lawn. I don't want to see your Spotify wrapped. It's not true. I do. I want to see your Spotify wrapped. I enjoyed it when Dan Hilly, uh, our friend got North, got Asheville, North Carolina. It's his geographic location. It's in it. And I think he's acting or something. I'm not good at Yeah. That's great. Like, That's great. I like this. So, so keep them coming. Hopefully, especially if you have stuff that we don't listen to, please pass it along. And, We'll put it on the list so we do our musical homework. Mm-hmm. Hey, man. The other, the thing I'll add. Yeah. Because uh, the best part of Spotify rap for me so far is not just the social graphics that I have not shared, but they uh, they created a playlist of your favorite, your top songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been listening to that a lot. And that's been influenced by a playlist I'd forgotten about. But Brendan Francis Newman? Newman? who was on the dinner party download back in the day was the podcast. Oh. I loved and went away. 
somehow I bumped into him. He's doing another podcast, uh, but he puts together playlists on Spotify and curates them in there. Really good. I forgot. I spent a couple months listening to this playlist. It was really good and had a bunch of like really eclectic things I would not have otherwise listened to, but still, still good songs. So, nice. what I want you to yeah. do is sign into my Spotify account, go to my top songs, play them, and you'll <laughs> discover all these great music. DM Sounds fantastic. Give you the, the login information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Well, here we are. We are in uh what is this? The second Sunday of Advent? We're in Advent. It's tradition that first Sunday of Advent is when Spotify Wrapped usually comes out. They celebrate the new church year. That's that's yeah. why I find it like this. All right. As we transition into talking about these texts, right. uh, I've got I've got some lectionary talk for Do you. The Spotify Wrapped. Yes. Please. <laughs> got some got some lectionary talk for you. Now all right, so uh, at my church, I decided to move Advent up so that we could get a full four weeks, right? Because it overlaps with Christmas Eve. We were going to do two services on Christmas Eve. So I decided to start Advent on November 26th, 26th, December 3rd, December 10th, December 17th, and then we move into Christmas Eve. That's what we decided to do. We also moved away from lectionary to using the sanctified art journey through the birth stories of Luke. So we're all over the map. However... In my home, at the dinner table, we've been using these little Augsburg Fortress uh, Spark House deck of cards to take you through Advent with your family. And uh, my children are telling me that I am wrong, that the church is wrong. uh, And in fact, we are only to be lighting one candle still. Uh, We are not yet to the second Sunday of Advent. We just celebrated the second Sunday of Advent in church on Sunday. But they're telling me, no, no, Dad, you're doing it wrong. We know what liturgical day it really is uh, and are insisting that that is the practice that we use at home. So uh, I've been told off by my children. They're they're insisting Ooh. upon the revised common lectionary and uh, I can't. What, what am I going to do? As so many children these days do. Uh, now, a lot of people are wondering what's up with uh, Bishop Eaton's leave of absence. Uh, and I've got and the answer for you right here. <laughs> Bishop Eaton is actually secret shopping most congregations as the candle police and uh, straight to jailing any clergy person who is in a congregation that does not follow the RCL's uh, candle protocol for Advent. So just a heads up, Mm. listeners, you didn't hear it from me. I don't, uh, I'm not on the inside anymore, so I can, I can, I can give you this information. Uh, So heads up. Good to know. Good to know. I thought, uh, who cares? It'll be fine. But apparently my seven-year-olds are the real <laughs> liturgical police. So on that note, uh, second Sunday of Advent, here we are. Here we are, Matt. Trying not to, to make up a, a Blue Lives Matter joke about the Advent police. Uh, yeah, there's... <laughs> Blue... No. Yep. Okay. Nope. Isaiah, Isaiah 40, 1 to 11, some familiar words here. Ones. Comfort, oh comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up and every mountain and hill be made low. 
The uneven ground shall become level and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all people shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry? All people are grass. (laughs) Their constancy is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades when the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up. Do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. See, the Lord God comes with might and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. It's the Walt Whitman of the Bible. The Walt Whitman of the Bible. Leaves of grass, yeah. Leaves of grass. Uh, it's a good one, Matt. Yeah, good words, comfort, oh comfort, my people, speak tenderly. And then, of course, the preparation for this reading from Mark that we're going to get uh, about preparing the way, uh, making highways, which I can't wait to hear your thoughts on uh, all this language oh. about highway creation. As a highway person, uh, this may not be uh, one of the things I'm starting to learn, Matt, about how how roads get built. Uh, is it's a long negotiation between all the invested parties uh, in making it happen because you can't, unless you're out in like Lancaster, Pondale, where there's nothing out there, you can basically just build stuff. Uh, you got you know you got you got people with houses, right away things to deal with. Uh, just saying though, that you're going to, uh, fill in every valley and mow down every mountain that it's not the way to get the public meeting people on your side for this new road you're going to build. Um, I think I've said before, uh, we want to be careful not to preach that Jesus or God in Isaiah is in favor of mountaintop removal because, uh, we've got a lot of earthwork going on here, uh, that's sneaking in. Good point. Yeah. Yeah, so in the movie, there's a big announcement here of what's going to happen, and then immediately flash forward to community meetings, research, uh, mm-hmm. calculations, all the things got to be done. This isn't just going to happen like that. Yeah, no, it takes a while. Um, I will say, though, uh, that the ancients, unlike us, had a different perspective on mountains mm-hmm. uh, in that, that for them, mountains were not necessarily uh, John Muir-esque uh, adornments on our life. Uh, nature was not a thing that we strove to have deep connection with. It was uh, a symbol and a thing that constantly tried to kill us uh, and that we were constantly fighting to stay alive. You go up in the mountains, even you know in your lower elevations, uh gets colder up there the weather changes quicker because the winds whipping around the weather systems moving in and out up there it is a place of danger and so um that's why the mountains are getting filled in here right um it's a metaphor that's all i'm trying to say it's a metaphor uh god this may not literally be what the kingdom looks like uh it's the kingdom may not look exactly like kansas uh but might have some topography to it iowa is iowa what's the flattest state florida probably is the flattest state i guess but um, good question i've been to the highest point in iowa it was not very high 
<laughs> Hawkeye in, in the Field of Dreams. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. It is. Uh, let's um, let's see. Probably. Hawkeye Point is the highest natural point in Iowa at 1,670 feet. So it's a oneer. There you go. That's not too bad. Up in the thousands. Yeah. Um, to continue the metaphor that you were dragging out of my nonsense, Matt, uh, about how at the grand pronouncement, now there are going to be a lot of committee and subcommittee and task force meetings. Uh, that is an important part of like preparedness, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the way that you get the Spotify wrapped outcome that you're looking for, right? By being intentional about it and doing the hard work of getting people together and, and doing your community organizing, Matt, mm-hmm. um, of, uh, of figuring out, you know, how it's going to work for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, as preacher, sometimes I imagine that the greatest change in the world will come because I have a clever turn of phrase that I say in front of a group of around 50 people. Uh, but I'm not sure that's the most effective way uh, the change is made. Not that it's not an important part of the process, uh, but it might be all these uncomfortable conversations you have to have over and over again. Hard conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Boring conversations. Mm-hmm. Especially when yeah. you've already got the answer figured out and know what's good for everybody. Indeed. Yeah, you've still got to have the voice that cries out here, but then all of this... Uh, Going through the rough places, the uneven ground, the leading, the feeding, the gathering, all that stuff is in here too. So yeah. I like the lack of certainty in this reading as well that sneaks in because mm-hmm. you do have this grand pronouncement, like the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. And uh, I'm, in my head, I think smash cut to a person who then guttural screams from something that is deep within them must come out. Right. But that's not what happens. Isaiah turns and says, OK, what do I what do I cry? What's the. Line, line, please. Line. I don't know. What I... <laughs> uh, you know, so there's room for like uncertainty here as well. Um, well, what do I? Yeah, that sounds good. That's going to make it happen. Let's have someone cry out in the wilderness. Um, who should me? Okay, well, what what is it we want to say? Like, should we get a menu? Like, a little more texture here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think there's some texture in the gospel here. What have we got from Mark? Well, it is the second week of Advent, so we should start at the beginning now, right? Love it. The beginning. All right, it sets up. This is important detail about Mark. I love Mark. Mark is good. You can understand Mark. You can put your arms around it. Um, This is an important sentence that you could skip over very quickly, but it is important. Uh, to understanding and preaching the gospel of Mark, the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, period, full stop. Uh, that sets up an idea that I think, right, that, that many people think that the gospel of Mark, everything that's in the gospel of Mark is the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and not just, here's the beginning of the story, mm-hmm. uh, but it is framing what's happening in Mark as the beginning <laughs> of a larger story. Because if you recall, or if you're a uh, uh, um, able to see the future, Jesus, the resurrected Jesus is not going to really appear in Mark. There's a little tack on thing at the end, but there is a way of reading it where there's an empty tomb, where's Jesus? And there's this like big cliffhanger that for the listener should imply that Jesus is out in the world somewhere and the story is continuing and that this, this story we're telling is just the beginning of that. So 
important to hit that here at the beginning and fun that it's the second week. Yeah. Uh, then we're going to quote Prophet Isaiah, as it is written, this might sound familiar. See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. And John, the baptizer, appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And the people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. And now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locust and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, O Christ. We've got a typo, Matt. Uh Uh-oh. What is it? We've got a typo. Uh, So what's happening here? Mark is quoting Isaiah 40 that we just read. uh, And the typo concerns the comma. Uh, As it is written, the prophet Isaiah, this is what Mark says. Send him a messenger ahead of you. Repair your way. Here you go. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness comma, or full colon, prepare the way the Lord make his path straight. Whereas Isaiah says, uh, the voice of one crying out, comma, full colon, in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. So original Isaiah is intending that the way of the Lord and in his path straight happens. It's a thing that's happening in the wilderness. Uh, and it's a taming of the wilderness, kind of like I was talking about with the mountains and stuff, right? Wilderness, also scary. Uh <laughs> In Isaiah, it's more clearly that um, the wilderness, the chaos of the world, will be uh, not a threat to you anymore. Mark locates the voice of one crying out and puts them in the wilderness because that's where John the Baptist is, and Mark kind of needs that to happen uh, and is is tying that together here. Uh, So Mark, clearly a heretical book of the Bible, throw it out, rip the pages all together now out of your Bible. I'm just kidding. Uh, perhaps what it says here is that you can use the tradition in the way that your context calls for you to use the tradition. It is a resource, a tool for you to call upon in your situation in the world, uh, and that it's tough enough for you to be able to handle that, and kind of fun that we, in the wisdom of the RCL, get to read these two texts back-to-back that kind of contradict each other. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I like that take. Yeah, that you're... Um... You remix it up. You knew, you use it how you need to. Um, yeah. You don't like your Spotify weird. wrapped? Remix it. Yeah. 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 That and that um, that language of remixing. I mean, that's like, I'm thinking about, I really like that beginning they had too about this first line, the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Um, comparing these different gospels, uh, it can be tough in the season. And Mark, we don't get the dreams and visions of Matthew, which are so, so good. We don't get the songs and stories of Luke, which are so, so good. And yet with one line, Mark just hits you with a punch to the face. Like this is, this is everything packed in to one, uh, single line right here. So it's like, uh, you know, you two released a whole album of different versions of songs they had already put out. So you can take one song and do it in uh, four different ways. And, uh, and and we see that happening in these gospels. And you can take that and do it yourself in your context too. Take this same gospel 
And how are you going to tell it? There's always stuff that you lose if you're going to tell Mark's story instead of Luke's story. But there's some stuff you're going to gain as well. Perhaps a helpful way to, to think about this is to think about like the Mark remixes the Isaiah tradition because the context has changed. The religion during Isaiah, right? The, the, the Judaism. Uh, Isaiah 40, they might be in exile, right? But they're used to being the the in a position of power and authority, right? Like we were in Jerusalem before we were exiled, and we shall return to Jerusalem to sit at the temple and to be in the position of power. Mark needs use the story this way because they're not in like this this religious movement is not in power. Mm-hmm. They have to be in the wilderness. It becomes a whole theme, especially mm-hmm. Mark. Yeah, uh, that Jesus right is bouncing back and forth between Galilee and Judea. Because if he gets in trouble, he can always go to Galilee, Galilee because the religious authorities are not in charge there, mm. uh, which is why John the Baptist is doing this out in the wilderness, not because Isaiah made it so, but because it was a safe place to, to, to lead a, um, a, a radical group. There's a word I'm looking for um, to, to lead that sort of dissident group. Um, and so the wilderness has become a different place to the people inside the movement. No longer is the wilderness the thing that threatens the establishment, but the wilderness is our, our refuge. It's the place where the the tradition, where God is going to be uh, coming up, because it's the place where we find safety and hope and all that kind of stuff. Life. Cool. Yeah. 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 It begins in the wilderness, and and it has to. Yeah. Good stuff. Good. I think that'll preach. I think so. And when you read the Isaiah, it doesn't like contradict that either. Um, in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, right? Like, it, <laughs> yeah, like it's pretty cat- some pr- pretty cataclysmic changes are happening to the wilderness in that story, but it, but it sets the it opens the possibility. I think it leaves open the possibility that that God's coming might be in the wilderness. Um, and not just in making the wilderness the non wilder the non wild place. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I just had another rabbit hole. Do we have time for a rabbit hole? Sure. <laughs> so a wilderness is that like a national park, right? They're like the same thing. Mm-hmm. Well. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you got? There are no support services in wilderness areas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I was reading, um, I read yesterday on audiobook at double speed. So I read the whole thing in a day, uh, becoming kin, uh, which is a, uh, uh, book from broadleaf books. Uh, one of our Augsburg publishers, uh, about Christianity from an indigenous perspective. And they were mentioning the land back movement and return the land, uh, to its original owners. And just this idea that like, we think of these places as just untouched Eden and yet no, no, like mm-hmm. people actually like lived here. Uh, like this is, this is actually inhabited place or has been inhabited place. And I wonder if we could take that idea back into these kinds of wildernesses too, to say maybe the wilderness isn't just a place of nothingness. Maybe there has always been life in the wilderness and we're, we're going to rediscover what that life actually has been all along that we've been ignoring. I don't know. I'm going to pull the thread of that a little bit, but I wonder if we've been thinking about wilderness all wrong. 
I mean, probably, right? <laughs> God is already in the wilderness. Quick answer. Right? Oh. Well, that's our brief little rabbit hole. What are we listening to this week? Matt, I'm still listening to the Spotify wrapped uh, playlist. And because not all of you are going to text me and get my Spotify login, I thought I'd share some highlights at work with the text. Nice. This week, Matt, uh, I'm going to go Death Wish off of the uh, Weather Vane, Justin Isbell in the 400 unit. It's a good one. Have you ever loved a woman with a Death Wish? Uh, it's, uh, it's a good John the Baptist-like analog, right? It's about... Um, loving a woman with some sort of mental health issues, right? Like she's climbing on the roof, um, all this kind of stuff like, uh, that I can personally relate to not the being married. Like it's the, <laughs> and I think Jason is writing it more from is a female character, but he's from his personal experience. That's the part I relate to not in being married to a person with, you said it, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get out of this whole do not listen to the podcast. <laughs> That we're safe in that regard. Hopefully, no one's up here in the studio. Can hear the it. only way that they um, will listen to the podcast is if we drag them out into the wilderness and force them to camp in 100 degree heat. And they have no escape, and they must listen to a live that, version of the podcast. That wilderness could have used some uh, some taming. God could have tamed that wilderness with a cool breeze from time to time. Um, I'm really looking forward to being back in Wakus next year. Um, <laughs> So it's a good analog for this crazy John the Baptist guy who shows up uh, doing crazy things out in the wilderness, eating locusts, uh, honey, and uh, camel's hair going on there. Uh, then I was really surprised Big Thief didn't make it higher up the list on my artist. I bet they're number six. Mm. I want to see six to ten. I don't want to give me the whole list. I want all yeah. the data. Yeah. Because uh, I love Big Thief right now. They're so good. Uh, and uh, one of the first tracks I got turned on to that turned me on to them called certainty my certainty is wild and weaving uh and so i like it taking some of the uncertain there's like oh there's certainty in here uh but it's wild and weaving this certainty it is not what you think it will be and finally matt i don't know if you've heard about this band uh i came like you're looking for new music just an idea you might want to check out a little band called christine and the queens uh i saw in the coachella i don't remember if you got to see them or not um but they're pretty good and they've got a uh, a banger called Tilted. Uh, and there's some tilting going on in these texts. Um, the the whole world's tilting in Isaiah uh, and lots of other things tilting in Mark. Just check it out. New music, Matt, just for you. New music. Yeah, I've seen them twice at Coachella. They're so good. Uh, and the first time was because uh, Pastor Caleb Craner, friend of the pod, uh, usually comes on at Eurovision season. Recommended mm-hmm. for seeing the Queens too. Senior Eurovision correspondent. Our senior Eurovision correspondent, yes. Yep. Yep. Uh, which, by the way, uh, <laughs> Unicorn from Eurovision, still a banger in my household. Mm-hmm. Uh, and whichever, the one that won, uh, what was the name of the one that won this year? And that also. Oh, from Sweden with the yeah. box. I don't know, but it's still getting requests <laughs> Yeah, my household. So. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait for next year. Uh, well, what have I got? Uh, the beginning. I needed a beginning song, uh, and it made me think of The End is the Beginning of the End from Smashing Pumpkins, which is on the Batman and Robin soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. Uh, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, not the most uh, well-regarded uh, iterations oh, of no? the Batman film franchise. However, 
those soundtracks are pretty incredible. Batman Forever, probably one of my favorite, favorite albums of all time. Uh, and Batman Robin, not, not quite as good, but still just a great snapshot of 1997. Uh, and it kicks off with Smashing Pumpkins. The end is the beginning is the end. Uh, and then I need a good news song. I tried uh, a Julian Baker song called Good News, but it didn't really sound like good news. So I tried <laughs> something else. <laughs> and I went with... Uh, We've all been there before with our songs, right? <laughs> good news... Uh, by Mendisa, who's a who's a gospel artist, but uh, it sounds it sounds very uh, upbeat. Good news, which you don't always need, but I just felt like with a name like Good News, I needed a I needed a, an upbeat song. And then, uh, and then uh, speaking of building highways, uh, which again you know, building roads, you're all about that life. Uh, so highway by the highwaymen. I know that now we have highwaymen and they're amazing, but uh, this time I'm just going to recommend you the Highwayman by the Highwaymen love it matt i'm a little surprised oh gosh who have you been putting on the playlist a lot lately that's really good um i don't know i don't remember oh oh, man i can't go back and look at it now can i listeners are here for it What's her name? It's a somebody artist. Joy. Joy. Yeah, Joy Alotica. Yeah, it's surprising she's not I'm surprised she wasn't on your list. That's what mm-hmm. I was trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. I I need to listen to more of her music. You know what? That's gonna be another 2024. Put her put her on there. I feel like there's a couple of songs that I just really love. And then I end up putting them on the playlist because she right she has this like experience of growing up in the church. And so some of her songs just really uh are right there. But I have it I I need to listen to more of the albums. So that's gonna be another Resolution for Yes, it's that's what for people saying it's it's church New Year. Let's see your church New Year's resolutions, guys. Well, it's been real, real vinyl. Ooh.